When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, Conspiracy. Yes, science. I heard that you talked about simulation theory without me. I'm sorry, but I did. Was that a glitch in the Matrix? Must have been. Because I was supposed to be here. You were. You yeah, weren't. no, everybody, it's okay. It's actually, um, I was unavailable. So we thought what would be cool would be to kind of revisit, have a little bit more of a chat, um, going back to simulation theory, just because there's more stuff we can talk about and just kind of going back and forth together a little bit. Sounds good. All right. Let's see what we can come up with. Brew some coffee and pull up a chair. Open your mind because science versus conspiracy will be revisiting the simulation theory over coffee. We'll be right back. So, you know, you went into talking about Philip K. Dick and the definition of reality. Yes. And, you know, spoiler alert... One thing that I think would be neat for us to talk about, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert people, I've said it twice now, (laughs) one more time, spoiler alert for TV shows and stuff. Because one thing that, for those of you who don't know, I actually did a PhD program and we talked a lot about reality and how reality is fairly relative. So Mm -hmm. I thought it'd be neat to talk about reality because we've talked about the matrix. Yes. For people who have seen Upload. Right. Is that real? It's, I would say it's pretty darn real to him, isn't it? It is, but is it? Free Guy, mm-hmm. Inception, Truman Show. Especially the Truman Show. What you're experiencing, if you are the main character, and you know, okay, so it's not really that much of a spoiler because I still want you to go see them all if you haven't but what you're experiencing as those main characters you know Nathan Truman Mm -hmm. whoever you may be guy (laughs) right (laughs) right that's their reality who are we to say it's not reality right and I read this other article that's that said if we were to actually upload our consciousness to a computer system we would be the exact same person up until the moment that our consciousness was transferred to the computer. And then at that point, we become two different people because we're going to be experiencing um, different situations, different, our, our worlds are going to be vastly different. So they'll have the same memories, yes, but up until a point, we are the same person. And then things. Interesting divide i would i would actually go one further to say in my perspective you wouldn't be two different people you would just be someone new i mean you'd be you'd be the same person in a new scenario because if we were to pick up and move to india tomorrow Mm -hmm. that would be a very vastly different um circumstance reality 
but we're the same people with the same memories, but everything right. will change for us. Right. And, and I think what this article was trying to get at is it's not that you're, you're dying or, and you die and then they upload your mind. You yourself will still be living in, the, in what you perceive as the real world and also in this computer simulation. Okay. So I loved it how you talked about now not being now, right? Right. Um, are we living in a constant buffer? Mm -hmm. How can we be sure? <laughs> what What is our own reality? So I thought I thought it would be important to talk a little bit more about what reality is, and it's it's a thought experiment mm -hmm. for sure, because no one is the definitive expert on <laughs> reality. Right. Nobody. How do you know anything exists when you're not looking at it? This is what philosophers have debated for eons. If the tree falls in the forest and nobody's around, does it make a sound? Okay, so this is exactly what I wanted to address, mm -hmm. right? So what we're getting here, we're talking about the spectrum of ontology and epistemology. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, ontology is talking about what exists, what is true or real, and epistemology is how we know what exists, how do we know the nature of that knowledge, how we gain that knowledge of what's true and real. Okay? Okay. So if we're talking in ontological terms, okay, so what exists, what's true, what's real? Mm -hmm. There's idealism that's what's only in our mind and our me mental representations. That's it. That's all that exists, our mental representations of things. Correct. And then there's realism that things exist whether we think about them or not. Mm -hmm. So that tree that falls in a forest and nobody's around to hear it, that's realism. Right. Or the light bulb when you close the fridge door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, there's a little man in there that turns it off and on. That's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then, you know, there's there's three other terms that we could, we could talk about here. Because objectivism would say, you know, a tree is a tree, whether... We're aware of that tree's existence or not, right? So this is this mm -hmm. is the realism. Yep. It exists outside of our consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's there. Right. Subjectivism mm -hmm. or relativism is that, you know, our minds don't actually know anything but what we attend to and the meanings that we put on things and perceive about things. So that tree that falls in the forest, if we're not there, mm -hmm. then no, maybe because we haven't put any thought into that tree, it's not real. Okay, so does okay. that kind of make sense to you so far? Yes. There's something in the middle, mm -hmm. this constructivism. And when I was doing my PhD work, this one really hit home for me because we were talking about the, the nature of scientific evidence and talking about, you know, a, a client, for example, in healthcare, mm -hmm. their pain is what they say it is, right? right? It's their definition of it, mm -hmm. whether or not we're able to um, experience it ourselves, but through empathizing with them and stuff, we are helping to, to co-create meaning mm -hmm. together. So this constructivism... We create meaning about items in like the objective world. Right. 
And everybody, every different person creates meaning in different ways. Reality is interpreted by all of us differently, Mm -hmm. and we co-create our meaning together. So you and I are co-creating our own reality right now by doing this podcast. We're also co-creating a reality with our listeners, and our reality right now is very different than two other people creating a podcast in a different room, even though we're co-sharing, you know, some of the same maybe equipment, philosophies, that kind of stuff. Right. Our reality is very different than other people. My reality is one thing. Your reality is another thing. Mm -hmm. But together, because we're sharing it together, our reality is co-created. Interesting. So does that kind of make sense? Yes. Okay. So I think what this all comes down to (laughs) is that (laughs) who's to say? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Who's to say what exists and what doesn't? And the question is, you know, does defining something oppose impose a nature upon it mm-hmm. and therefore make it exist. So the fact that Bostrom, for example, you mm-hmm. were talking about Bostrom. Yes. Does the fact that he defined a simulation theory mm-hmm. or a simulation argument, I should say, right. does that therefore make it exist? Because he created, because he imposed a nature on it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's real. He was just doing a thought experiment. He was talking about computers, actually. Right? Right. So, I mean, because a lot of people have taken simulation theory and run with it with being all trippy and, you know, how you talked about the Mm -hmm. the Fermi paradox and Mandela effect. And, you know, I'll jump back to that in a second. But, you know, what I I wanted to point out is that... um, you know, Muse even sings about it. If you guys, <laughs> I have to work Muse in. Yeah. You, knew, you knew that was I knew coming. That was coming. Yeah, you know, um, simulation theory is like a whole album. But um, oh man, now I have like thought contagion in my head. And yeah, <laughs> go go listen to Muse, people. They're amazing. But you know, the the fact that Bostrom, like his his argument was really all about technical technological capabilities and computing. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't even necessarily, he wasn't trying to point all sorts of proof or evidence that we're living in a simulation. Mm-hmm. That, that was not his intention. And if you go to his website, he actually has so many different articles and he'll read stuff other people have written about simulation arguments. Mm-hmm. And then he will posit an argument back. So he was talking philosophically about computers and technology and technological capabilities mm-hmm. he wasn't saying we're living in a matrix right and and i guess adding on to that is when elon musk kind of added to it about at the rate of development of video games that at some point it's going to be indistinguishable from what we perceive as reality so i think a lot of people kind of latch on to that on either side of the fence and we talked about this off off um off camera (laughs) um a little while ago about that a lot of people bring in the concept of it'll either happen or it won't happen because of the limitations of a of a our current computers right they can't a lot of people can't get past the fact that in only 40 years 40 45 years how far our computer 
processing power and everything has come and what it's going to be like in another 50 years. Um, we might, if the simulation theory turns or hypothesis, hypothesis turns out to be true, who's to say that we're that the computer that we're talking about here is something that we can't even imagine today? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's really funny. People glommed onto the stuff that Elon Musk was talking about, and like, you know, oh, he's so brilliant. Um, he doesn't have a crystal ball, <laughs> and neither do we. And so, for people to say, you know, the fact that he he said ten thousand years from now games will be indistinguishable from reality, mm -hmm. and he used Pong as the <laughs> example. Like, did you hear that? Yeah. Like he he compared Pong to the games that we have now. Right. And how immersive they are and how they're, you know, especially with VR. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's scientifically speaking, that's a really weak argument. Um, but he doesn't have a crystal ball and neither do we. So who's to say just because he's saying, you know, we're going to be advancing so much that we could all already be living in a computer because we couldn't have imagined when we created Pong what the games would be like now. Like, that's that's kind of like a really weak argument just to say, like, well, you know, when they first made bread, <laughs> they could never have imagined that there would be such a thing as a cronut. Right. So we must be living in a, in a simulation. <laughs> Can you imagine what the bread will be like in the future? You know? Like, right. <laughs> like that's a really... Okay. But anyway, I digress. Um. But Bostrom's thing, I just want to go back to yeah. that, yep. because it was all about computing. So have you seen the Kurtzgesagt video on this? Maybe, okay. but I don't think so. I should have showed you mm -hmm. before the, the recording of this podcast, and this isn't the first time I've done this, so I'm sorry. But um, I watched a couple of really cool videos, and so we'll link them in the show notes for, for this one. And what... What Bostrom essentially was talking about, they, they broke it down in the Kurzgesagt video, mm -hmm. that it's like, it's like one million trillion 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 computer operations being done per second mm -hmm. to simulate our planet, everybody on it having quote-unquote conscious thoughts. Right. So are we going to have computers that can run like that in the universe, in the, in the future? Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. You're saying absolutely. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk is saying absolutely. But the answer is really maybe just because we couldn't have imagined going to having a computer in our, in our pockets mm -hmm. when you know, Alexander Graham Bell first started out just because we couldn't have imagined where we are now mm -hmm. doesn't mean those same leaps are going to happen in the future. And we can't just base arguments for what we think is going to happen in the future based on the past. Yeah. Um, I agree to, with that to some degree, but throughout human history, we, we've made progress and improved upon the technologies that we've already have like no doubt and even when we're talking about computers right now maybe there is a limitation from our current um 
M1, M2 processors that the Mac has or the in Intel. Yeah. Um, but there's quantum computing that's just around the corner. Um, and there's a lot of big players that are really trying to develop um, this technology, and it's it's going to it's 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 going to be it's going to bring on stuff that we can't even imagine today. Um, and not to say that quantum computing is what creates the simulation or anything like that, but there could but that could lead to the thing that does create the the technology for the simulation. Fair enough. So I guess. One of the things to to comment on then is, okay, um, all things being equal, mm -hmm. if these computers are going to exist to be able to simulate all these conscious thoughts, um, is it is it possible to simulate the entire universe, or do we need to? Right. Mm -hmm. So. Regardless of, of whether or not you actually ascribe to, ascribe to a simulation theory, mm -hmm. and you think, whether you, whether you think we're in one now, mm -hmm. or whether you think we'll be in one in the future, mm -hmm. so we're still kind of talking about, is it possible, yep. right? So conscious thought, is it necessary? And that's a really interesting question, because when I was reading this, I thought, okay, well, why why do we need to have these incredible computers to simulate all the experiences of all the people who are currently living on our planet mm -hmm. at the moment we we don't need it we don't need computers capable of simulating that many consciousnesses mm -hmm. we only need to have one mine like, how do we know that mine is not the only mind mm -hmm. right now? And that's really wild yeah. to think about. Because how do, how do we know that I am not living in a simulation? I, Jen, mm -hmm. am not living in a simulation. And my conversations back and forth with you right now are just what I need. So that's what's being created. And the thought that we have listeners um, and people who are who are putting comments up on our YouTube videos, it's all being created just for me. Mm -hmm. Me. You. Right? No, it, it's very interesting. So, you know, that's that. And that goes to the theory of um, solipsism. The only thing that we are certain that exists is our own mind. Or does it? Because <laughs> that's another philosophical question. Right? I, think, I think, therefore, I am. But are but, we? But are we? Right. So it's so cool to think about all these questions. Why and why do we even have consciousness? And do we need it if we're being put into a simulation? Because mm -hmm. unless it's part of the grand experiment, if you buy into the simulation hypothesis that we are part of somebody else's experiment, whether it be aliens or future humans mm -hmm. why are they bothering to make us have a conscious a consciousness well we still don't even really understand what that what that means to have a conscience be conscious exactly so we still don't have a full understanding of how the brain works right so what we perceive as being conscious may not even 
like it might not even exist. Yeah, and AI is not the same thing mm -hmm. as having a conscience. But is it? No, because AI is so fully measurable mm -hmm. and definable. Mm -hmm. Right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because we can't define and measure our own consciousness. Right, but if we look at the same sort of thing um, millions of years ago when life first supposedly sprang up on the planet, when we were single-celled organisms and just the the bacteria and the amoebas and everything forming together and the cells are dividing and everything, it'd be a lot easier to, to measure what their capabilities are when life was so um, simplistic. No, so even if you if you dive deep into the field of psychology and psychiatry, there's still only so much that you can objectively measure and no one can ever truly get to the inner workings of another person's brain. No one can ever truly get to the inner workings of another person's brain. Even if we can get an fMRI, which stands for functional MRI, mm -hmm. Um, studies to see what's happening and what's being activated as people have certain thoughts, we still can't objectively know what those thoughts feel like to that person and what our feelings feel like in enough way of describing them so that others can also, like you can never truly feel how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's just Agreed. a fact, yep. right? Yep. So, it's interesting because so if we're if we're part of a simulation, mm -hmm. why do we have feelings? And how? Because no one can program that because we don't know how to define feelings and emotions down to that minutiae. True. Um, but Isn't that an interesting thought? It, it is. And perhaps that's what the what the aliens or the futuresses are trying to figure out is what the feel what is this feeling maybe feelings is unique to humans at this point in time and at some point we lose it or other alien civilizations don't like like the vulcans they don't have emotions <laughs> they learn to suppress it <laughs> i love the vulcans yes so that you know that brings like we're asking some really interesting questions right and so that brings up another another thing if I can mm, move yeah. on because why 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 would someone want to simulate us that's the next question mm -hmm. you know and like post man civilizations or post 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 human post human I guess is what they're calling them yeah. right post human um, civilizations uh, why are they are they trying to model how life is likely to end and you know you mm -hmm. talked about and that was really cool because you talked about the russian explosion you talked about um 2012 yeah, y2k and then y2k yeah so when i heard you talk about that that was really cool because <laughs> you know i know some of you are going to be too young to have lived through this but we are not and like it was really a big deal, mm -hmm. and I still remember where I was midnight of 1999. Yeah, me too. Because we were all wondering if our cars were gonna die, and all of our, you know, like computers were gonna like it was just crazy. So, 
I never thought about that as being part of a, a harbinger for <laughs> end times that we're living in a simulation and they're trying to test things out. Like I never would have thought of that. Yeah, and like, how would we know where that endpoint was in the tr transition? It, it's like what I said at the top of the show about if we were to transfer our brains into a computer simulation, everything that we would know up until that moment of having your brain transferred, we would we would have all those memories, but then our our lives would diverge. Yeah, and, and we wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind the thought of being a, in a simulation for science. <laughs> I don't mind being the thought of being in a simulate in a simulation for like a better understanding of of modeling how the the world might end. So you know, if these post human civili civilizations, we've all been uploaded so that they can see what's going on and feelings and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know what I don't like the thought of? What's that? Um, that we're in somebody else's video game. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We're just a sim. Right? So that's another thing, though. Like, people have said, um, we're just, we're just like some supreme alien races sims game. Yeah, we could just be in some kid alien's basement computer. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I want my life to have more meaning than that. But what you want and what actually exists <laughs> are two different things. Because, and then that's what, kind yeah. of what I was getting at, at towards the end of the other show was if this is all we know um, and it turns out that we are in a simulation, does that us being in a simulation really matter? Because if this is what we define our reality to be, simulation or cartoon cutout, simulation um this is what we know does it matter well but that brings up another question if if we are living in a simulation mm -hmm. would we be questioning it would they be letting us question it and would they allow us to have you know the matrix and all these movies um would they allow us to to create upload and like be questioning all this could be happening in the blink of an eye. We perceive time in time travel. Time is another whole story, oh, yeah. a whole podcast. But we perceive time as flowing at a certain rate. But if this is in some sort of simulation, it could be like we 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 do we we run simulations <laughs> yeah. um, at an accelerated pace, and to the creatures or whatever the the computer program algorithms in the simulation that's normal so we could be running the same speed um and all this could be happening happening in a blink of an eye and it's so inconsequential that there was a movie from one small little millisecond yeah. microsecond in the grand scheme of things yeah talking about living in a simulation yeah um, and questioning it, we don't know. And you talked about the Fermi paradox and aliens, and you know, I was thinking about that too. And people are saying, well, we don't see billions of other alien or civilizations out there. Mm -hmm. But if we are the Sims, mm -hmm. 
we're likely not seeing them because they don't want us to. Right. Yep. But then those glitches that you talked about, right? Glitches in the matrix. And I actually, I actually found like this really cool thing where they, they're, they've actually kind of categorized a bunch of different kinds of glitches in the matrix. So mm -hmm. I'll link the article. Um, someone took it a step further to say, okay, well, if we are living in this simulation, these are what happens with bugs, what happens with glitches in the matrix, mm -hmm. right? And the most compelling thing I found was that we could be somebody's throwaway project. Yeah. Like we could be living these, when people say there's a glitch in the matrix, right? If there's some sort of, um, what could be, what could be written off scientifically, perhaps as a coincidence, a hoax, lies, an error, an observation, um, never mind, you know, psychiatric disorders, hallucinations, mm -hmm. right? Self-deception, right? Right. And then all like the high quality horror stories and, <laughs> and the videos, the reels that we've, we've mm -hmm. seen on Instagram and TikTok, you know? Yeah. Never mind all that. If those are, those are the scientific explanations that we could say mm -hmm. when you think you're seeing a glitch in the matrix, that's what it is. We could say that. But what if we're somebody's abandoned sim? What if we're on some low-res, cheap <laughs> hardware? Yeah. This, this was yeah. in the article. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, what if we are? And so it's, it's low-res, cheap hardware. We're abandoned. Nobody's fixing it mm -hmm. because we're done. We've been discarded. That's quite possible. Like it's still running, mm -hmm. kind of how you know we had an old uh, Telus box <laughs> for <laughs> for cable in our office for God knows how many extra months, and it was still plugged in, drawing power, mm -hmm. running in the background. Right before we finally went, oh crap, that's still here. Let's get rid of it. Yeah, we could be the old Telus box. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that absolutely wild? It is. This you whole, know, this whole topic I think is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So your Mandela effect, your your parallel universes seeping in and out. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many, there's a multitude of explanations here. Yeah. We, none of us know what the, the real truth is. Right. Yeah. And I was just going like, to liken it to uh, when I upped the website and I, I load in the new version of a plugin or WordPress, it's overwriting what's already there with the newer version and it's essentially the same thing but just with minor minor changes and how do we know that we we can't perceive those minor minor changes yeah and like bostrom said that you know if we were a simulation by a post-human civilization mm. civilization pardon me um you know they'd be capable of debugging yeah they would mm -hmm. if they were interested in doing so right Maybe, maybe they're just not uploading the new version of the website, or maybe they've uploaded it, but don't care about the bugs or haven't noticed them or whatever. Yeah, we're wanting to see how we react to these glitches in the matrix. It's all part of the grand experiment. So I don't know. It was, it was just interesting. I wanted to get into this conversation with you because I love philosophy. Mm -hmm. I don't have the answers. I love science, but I don't have the answers. 
So this was a really cool one. So I hope you folks agree that this was worth revisiting for a part two. Mm -hmm. And I mean, personally, Bob, I've really enjoyed talking with you about this. Yeah, me too. So let's sign off for this week. Please, folks, give us your thoughts and feedback and let us know what you think. You know, why would we bother being mean to people? Why would we bother having negative feelings? Why would we get bored? You know, if we're all just living in a simulation, are we part of a grand experiment? What's your definition of reality? Exactly. There's so many unanswered questions. And like I said at the end of the other episode is even if once we die, we still might not know the answer. Oh yeah, that's, yeah depending on what your belief is in the afterlife and what happens with our consciousness, if we even have a consciousness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to sign myself out here, folks. Um, thank you so much for listening and, you know, just reminding you to stay curious, but rely on the facts. And I'm Conspiracy. And remember, being paranoid is smart. And we'll see you next time. This week's episode of Science vs. Conspiracy Over Coffee was produced by Lethologica. Writing and research was done by Bob Homer and Jennifer Timer.